Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best mysteries, thrillers, and suspense novels directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Shannon Kirk, the author of one of my favorite books of the year so far, Method 1533. Shannon, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Stephen. I absolutely loved this book. I I had no idea what to expect when I started reading it, and you drew me in, and all of a sudden my wife is coming in. It's like three hours later. It's like, hey, are are we going to do anything this evening? And it's like, nope, I'm reading. I wow! I uh, really appreciate that, and it feels great to hear. Thank you. Now I'm I'm going to use um, a quote from Hank Philippi Ryan that I saw on on your Amazon webpage for the book because I think it totally sums it up. And that quote is: "Wow, ridiculously good, crazy good, brilliantly, heart-stoppingly, nail-bitingly original." This is a true thriller tour de force. Shannon Kirk is an instant star. And that's Hank Philippi Ryan, who is a star, a big star in her own right. So Hank obviously loved the book. And from the other reviews that I've seen from Publishers Weekly to Booklist to everything else, it's people love this book. Well, thank you. I, I'm really happy with, uh, obviously, the reception. And Hank has been great, great mentor. She's a fabulous author. So um, getting that review from her, I, I think I, I, I might've gone blinded for a few minutes after reading <laughs> it because it was so great. <laughs> now, one of the things that I find particularly hard to believe, and we'll get into the book here in a minute, but this is your first published novel. Yes. And as someone who's been writing for a while and, and trying to learn this as a second career, I am astonished that you were able to produce something like this as your first published novel. So, and we'll get into sort of how you put it all together and some of the things that you did, because I'd love to learn from you. But first, let's get into the book. Tell us, tell us the story of Method 1533. Sure. So Method 1533 is about a 16-year-old girl who is pregnant, very pregnant in her, um, uh, she's in her seventh month when she's kidnapped. And she's kidnapped because the bad guys want to harvest her baby and sell the baby to the highest bidder. But the problem for them is that she is uh, clinically a sociopath. Um, she's not a evil person or a bad person, but she can strangely control her emotions. So this is her power and this is her way to build an escape and a revenge. Um, so the story is really about all of that. How, how is that executed? And then woven in with her is, uh, somewhat of a dual memoir in a way, of the agent who is out tracking similar cases, cases that are like the main characters where there are Caucasian uh, teenagers who have been kidnapped um, for, their, for their babies. And, uh, and so it's how it all comes together, how they come together, the main character and the agent, and what happens. You first wrote this. Well, first, first, let's go back even further. I mean, this is kind of dark material. Why did you decide on this? I have been asked this question, and I really have given this a lot of thought because this was not a story where I thought about it for a long time, and I didn't never, I never sat down and wrote an outline. 
I think two things happened. I was working on two other novels at the time that are not thrillers. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one being a really difficult multi point of view book and the other being a literary fiction piece that is actually the piece that got me an agent in the first place. And so, the, so, so those were sort of, uh, more, uh, difficult to write this one. I just, I was in the bookstore and I came across a book on sociopaths, a nonfiction book, which I find fascinating the whole study of. And I thought of the first line of method 1533, where she says, you know, I lay there on the fourth day plotting his death. So that literally that line came into my mind and I thought, okay, well, it'd be cool if I could use that and do something on a sociopath, but I want to make it different. I want her to be female and I want to put her in a situation where a sociopath is really vulnerable because it's not often that you see that, right? It's usually where the sociopath is in control of everything, not vulnerable. And so, and then I kept thinking and I thought, well, the most vulnerable person is a pregnant woman, maybe a child, but, and, and, and so then, so, cause there's a child involved within a child in this book, right? A teenager with a, a, mm-hmm. a child in, in her. So I thought that was the most vulnerable I could make her. Um, and, and it went from there. And so that's how I came up with it. It's so you didn't plot this. You just sort of wrote it. You you just sat down and started writing and saw where it took you. Absolutely. That's amazing. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I did. It was fun. It was fun to do it that way, Stephen, because the other two books are, are really structured and, 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 and I don't, I don't really, I don't really work with outlines. I know a lot of writers do. I don't, I, I can't work that way, but this book in particular, I would sit and just write random chapters. And of course I've done a lot of cutting and pasting and thinking and organizing after the fact, but not in the making of. The plot line is so intricate. It's, it's, you're going forwards, you're going backwards, you're going back and forth on points of view. So uh, yeah, I'm, I, I can see how you did that. And it just, it just came together so beautifully. Let's, let's talk for a little bit about the path to publication, which I think is particularly interesting in this case. So I, you know, I'm, I'm a lawyer. I have zero writing cred. I don't have a degree. I don't have an MFA. Um, never really even took any writing courses. So because of that, you know, and, and as everybody, any writer knows, it's very difficult to get an agent. It did not matter when I was in the query process that I, I actually have some chapters in legal books that have been published that is irrelevant. Right. Right. Like they don't care. Um, (laughs) and so, you know, I had to do something. Um, and the only thing, and, and, you know, getting published in magazines and journals, et cetera, that's also very difficult. The, the level of competition and and the number of submissions that those folks get is, you know, just as high as what agents get for queries. So I started looking at contests and I, I've entered a number of contests. Um, and the one where I've been successful is the William Faulkner, uh, writing competition that's run out by, the Faulkner Society down in New Orleans, and they've been fabulous. They're a really great organization. 
and, and a number of really well-known authors are associated with it and come out of it, well-known agents and editors as well. So um, I entered that for three different pieces and have placed as a finalist. Uh, and one of them was, of course, Method 1533, which I had originally entered as a novella. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, the path to publication here was that I queried, um, you know, I like all authors have queried a number of agents and was rejected, 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 <laughs> rejected. Thank God um, queried Kimberly Cameron, who is a fabulous person, um, and queried her for my other book, Heavens, which she signed me on. And I said to her, you know, listen, I'm actually heading down to New Orleans because I, I got finalists for this other book. And she said, well, you didn't tell me that, so send me that too. And it just so happens that she ended up selling Method first. And so that's my path to publication. That's a great story. Everyone has their own unique story. And every so often you hear the one where someone wrote the book, they submit it, they get the agent, and they get the publisher all in like a week. But those are, those are like winning the literary lottery. Yeah, I'm really jealous of those people. <laughs> that, I mean, I, I, you know, I was rejected for probably about three, yeah, three solid years. I went through rejections. And I don't uh, think people realize how difficult that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean. Because <laughs> you, work, you work hard on this. You work hard on your book. You work hard on your submissions. You work hard on these query letters that you're sending out. And it's one rejection after another. And it, it, obviously, it, it's something that we all go through. Now, yeah. when I finished the book, I went to your website to look to see what else you were working on. And I, I saw another book that was coming out soon. But before we started uh, chatting today or started recording, you mentioned that you were going to turn this book into a trilogy. So let's talk about that for a little bit, because I find that incredibly exciting. Yeah. So I've left Method 1533 open uh, in the way that, you know, the way it ends. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that this plot is resolved in this book. So I think that there's I think that there's reader sat- I hope there's reader satisfaction in this one standalone, but I built it in a way that I hoped to do a trilogy um, because I want to follow a theme or a subtext that I have underlying in it, which is the the organic building of a vigilante band of people, right? And I want to explore that more in book two, which I'm working on now uh, as the main character. Um, continues to investigate the the background of the folks who took her. And then um, there's a storyline with, so that would be book two, which has about 10 different working titles. It's and I'm driving go- me crazy. I'm going to jump in here for a minute because <laughs> sure. you, you and I are both dancing around the name of the main character, and there's a reason for that. And you won't know the reason <laughs> until you read the book. So don't think we can't remember the name of the main character here. Read the book, and, and you'll smile to yourself when you figure it out. But um, all right, go ahead. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> I know. I feel so awkward doing it, but I'm like, i got to be careful. Okay. Um, and so, and then the, the agent, the FBI agent mm-hmm. who's also involved, he has his own storyline that involves his brother, Mosey. Uh, and so I want to I wanna 
ratchet up the tension in book two as it relates to Mosey a bit more and also resolve some things with the main character. And then in book three, it's how does that all blow up and come together between the main character and Mosey and special agent Roger Liu, right? Uh, and so that third book I, I have as a working title called Mosey, um, who is not really a huge character in the first book, but it's, it's, it's part of a train I'm trying to build throughout the three books. Well, I can't tell you how excited I am to read the, the next two books in this, in this trilogy. It's, I, I am so happy, A, to hear that there are more books coming, and uh, it's just you have the makings of something really, really good here, and I'm, I'm so happy that you're going to continue with these characters. Now, we, we talked for a little bit about uh, the writing contest, and I meant to, to kind of delve into that a little bit more, and I, I kind of skipped over it. But it, as we spoke earlier, this is a, a fairly new profession for you. You're an attorney. You decided you were going to write, and you've obviously done a lot of writing because you're so skilled already. But how did the, the contest entering process help you to develop that level of skill that allows you to publish a book like this as your first book? Number one greatest thing that these contests did was it gave me deadlines. The, the Faulkner deadline is either in April or May every year. And if you miss that deadline, you have to wait a whole nother year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's other contests out there that you can enter throughout the whole year. The thing that was attractive to me about the Faulkner contest was that it really does cater to new authors and it has a number of different categories, right? So novel in progress is one that is a rare category in other contests. There's definitely other contests out there, but it's hard to find. Mm -hmm. um, and so what's great about that is you can be working on a novel and start getting cred for that even though it's not done. Mm -hmm. And to me, it was valuable to be able to put that in query letters, right? That, you know, you finaled or even semi-finaled. So that was the, the number one, I think, benefit was the fact that you have these deadlines and you have to meet it. And so because of that, I would polish and polish and mm -hmm. polish and work on the manuscript, Okay. Well, that's a great answer. So, Shannon, what's the best way for people to keep up with you? Your, your book's being released on the 5th. We're releasing this show on May 5th. So people can order your book immediately through... Where can they get it? Where can they get your book? They can get it everywhere. Okay. Uh, Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com, uh, IndieBooks.com, anywhere online you can get the book. Uh, Barnes & Nobles has it in their various warehouses. It can be ordered in any bookstore, um, really anywhere you go in uh, and request the book. If they don't have it on the shelves, they can get it because it's available through the major distributors. And if, as, as I suspect will happen, people read this book and remember the interview and say, wow, I can't wait for more, how do they keep up with your work? The best way is uh, on my website, shannonkirkbooks.com. Uh, and also follow me on Twitter. I'm uh, at Shannon C. Kirk. 
And that's that's the best way. Okay, and I will throw in one more thing. When you go to Shannon's website, sign up for her email list because that's the single best way to keep up with an author, especially for people who are going to send out an email message when there's a new release because some things get lost in the Twitter stream. Um, but if you go to the website and sign up for her email list, which you'll find if, if you uh, – I think it, you can find it right now through the a Contact Me link – that's the best way to do it. Uh, Shannon, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. I really love the book, as I'm sure you can tell already. And uh, I can't wait to hear more from you. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for giving me the time. This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you are an iTunes listener, please subscribe and give us a rating or a review. Those help other crime fiction readers find great new books like Method 1533 from Shannon Kirk. Thanks for listening.